a lot of times what you think is gonna work is not gonna work and so you end up having to pivot and be creative and try different strategies so i guess um the fluid mindset that you learn when you do research can definitely be applied to startup um like how startups work mm, as well absolutely like yeah. frame of thinking i think another thing that's helped is having three other awesome team members who are there to like bounce ideas off and we create yeah. our own structure within ourselves and definitely. then also having really great mentors and structured programs like the accelerator that we're in have really helped push us along welcome to the founders couch this is a show about Stanford student founders and their intrepid journeys of starting their own thing. I'm your host, Katherine Jane. I hope all of you have been absolutely wonderful because I've got an incredible show planned for you. Today, we'll be talking to Michelle Liu and Apoorva Dornadula. Michelle is a senior majoring in product design, and Apoorva is a master's student in computer science. They are two quarters of the team that founded Viral Space a marketplace that helps brands crowdsource user-generated content from their fans and helps creators monetize their content. Now, I couldn't be more excited to dive into this and learn about the fascinating world of virality and startup land and how the team came to found Viral Space. So let's get Michelle and Apoorva on the couch. Thanks so much, Michelle and Apoorva, for joining me on the couch today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So I wanted to start off by asking, how are you guys doing? How's life? It's pretty good. It's finals week here at Stanford, but I think both of us are taking much lighter quarters um, in spring, so we'll have a lot more time to work on viral space, and we're both super excited for that. Yeah, definitely. It's finals week crunch, but it'll be all be over soon, so Oh yeah, that's for nice. sure. Just a couple <laughs> more days. Um, so I've already given listeners sort of a rundown of what viral space does, but if you could explain in your own words what the company does. Yeah, definitely. So Viral Space is an online marketplace where brands can crowdsource authentic, trendy social media content from their fans, um, everyday creators around the world. And you don't need to have um, like many followers on social media to participate in the challenges that we have on our website. Mm. So I, I know that it benefits essentially two sides, right? Like the small businesses and also the content creators, too. Can you talk more about the benefits that the company brings to both sides? Yeah, so I'll talk about the creators and maybe before we talk yeah. about the businesses. So on the creator side, we're really looking at three different verticals. So one is like the true fans of the businesses we work for. So we ran a pilot with Koopa Cafe and we got just random people that saw the signs there and then happened to take pictures. Then we also have um, micro and nano influencers, so people that maybe do have a following already have quality content. And then a third vertical is people that maybe don't have influence level following. So maybe they have a thousand followers on Instagram. They take really high quality content. So for them, this is exciting because it's really their only way to monetize their content right now. Yeah, and for brands, brands can use viral space to source uh, social media content. And right now, that's a pretty hard problem for them. Like, they either need to go to ad agencies, which are very expensive, or they generate content by themselves. But uh, according to Kleiner Perkins in a study, like uh, user-generated content is seven times more engaging than brand-generated content. So um, having their own users generate content has a big social media advertising benefit to them. Mm. And something I noticed that Virospace does is really emphasize the importance of authenticity. Yes. So can you tell me a little bit more about why you guys decide to emphasize that quality? Yeah, definitely. So we believe that the connection between brands and their customers are very broken on social media right now. Um, you when you know when you see an ad when you scroll through like your Facebook or Instagram, 
a lot of times you see the sponsor and you kind of just skip over it because you know that oh this is like an ad and usually they're not like they don't seem um real or authentic but what we want to do is try to highlight the fans of the brand or like people who actually love the brand um and we want to highlight their content on social media as ads to help you know bring back more authenticity to social media mm-hmm. so i know this all started with basically you and Hiro met at Google, right, as interns, I believe? So we, so um, I came to Stanford knowing that I wanted to do entrepreneurship. And there's this class called Startup Garage that, ha- that um, starts in the fall. And so, and the application for that class is, happens the previous May. So last May, I was trying to find a team to go into the class with. Mm-hmm. And there's this spreadsheet that's usually there and you can like look through people who are looking for a team and like put your own information. So Hira and I actually met over that spreadsheet. Okay. And then we stayed in touch when we interned at Google. I see. Yeah. And how did you guys come up with the idea of virality at the beginning? Because I know you guys ended up pivoting, right? But like that beginning idea, how did that come to be? Yeah, so so Hero has is an entrepreneur before he even got to Stanford. He uh he founded the Groupon equivalent in his home country. And so he has a lot of experience with small and medium businesses. Um and he found social media marketing like a very hard problem for him. And so he began to think about how um we could, you know, further improve social media marketing and he was interested in looking at how AI could come into the picture. And so when we started talking, an interesting application of computer vision would be to predict the virality of social media content to see how much engagement it has. And so that was the initial idea we have. But after talking to many small and medium businesses, we found out that they care less about the virality of their content, but more about getting content in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so which is why we pivoted to this marketplace idea. And you ended up joining right before winter quarter? or Yeah, basically joined on right at the beginning of January. Um, Hero reached out to me via a totally cold email. It turns out he just <laughs> found me on LinkedIn. But I think it's been an incredible fit. I mean, we had people with lots of past entrepreneurship and business experience, as well as two really strong technical co-founders. And they were looking for someone in marketing and design. So I thought that seemed like a perfect fit. Mm. And what was that chat like? So Hero reached out to you via LinkedIn. Um, you said, yes, I'm down to chat. What was that? conversation like? Yeah, so we just met for coffee at Coho, and I think we just instantly connected over the problems of generating content on social media. So I've done a lot of social media and marketing in the past. Um, I ran Marketing for Bases, which is a club on campus for a few years. I've done internships across marketing and design. I've definitely seen how much work can go into these things. And he told me this really compelling story about how they had an interview with a condiment company, and they spend, I think, $2,500 every month for a photographer and model and things like that to come in just to get maybe 50 pieces of content. They have to do this every single month because the content gets old and it's just so time intensive for so little content. So I was just pretty sold on the idea. I was sold on the team. After that, I met with Apoorva and then after that with Ashwini, who is the fourth member. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it seemed like an incredible way to spend my winter quarter and hopefully a lot more than that. Yeah. So you guys are basically in the second quarter of Startup Garage, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And how has that class been useful in terms of providing you guys with resources? That class has been amazing. Um, So the first quarter of Startup Garage has to do a lot with need finding and doing a ton of interviews. And I think I really underestimated the power of doing interviews. Like, I think if we hadn't done interviews, we wouldn't would have never pivoted. And the instructors, they're just so experienced that their advice goes a long way. And um, every step of the way, it's structured so that you're they encourage you to think about um, 
certain things that will uh, help advance the business in the right way. So like when to pivot, how do you do need finding, how do you um, identify pain points, how to interview, things like that. Mm. And this quarter startup garage has also been really helpful um, with looking at things like uh, unit economics and um, our business model and looking at our like uh, eight or six week, six quarter plan, things mm. like that. Got it. I have it down that you guys did the closed beta on January 28th and then the open beta on February 4th, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for the closed beta, how did you guys reach out to the folks that you tested that version on? Yeah, so before the closed beta, we'd been gathering emails just from a landing page for a few months, and we had maybe 50 people on that list. And then we also just reached out to people within our Stanford networks and then invited people that we thought had quality content directly on Instagram. So with that closed beta, I mean, actually, even before that, we ran a challenge on social media just as a warm-up. Mm-hmm. And for the closed beta, we invited everyone that participated in that, as well as through those other channels I just talked about. And then for open beta, it was pretty much the same thing, except I think with the title of open, we had cleaned up some of the, <laughs> the technical issues and we started doing more marketing um, through larger channels such as like Facebook and Instagram ads. And was that the time when you like blasted out to all the email lists and tried to get more people on board? Yeah, okay. yeah. We did a lot of Stanford and other university marketing at first, but now we're doing a lot beyond that. We're finding that it's not just colleges and high schools that are interested. And how are you reaching yeah. out to those businesses and, and the people outside of universities? Um, so f- on the business side, I think we're using a lot of warm leads through our investors and also through the GSB network, which Hero is a part of. Um, for example, the founder of Koopa Cafe, I think, was at the GSB before, yeah. so that was See. how we got an intro. Okay. And speaking of Koopa, so I know you guys ran like a sort of campaign with them in partnership with them. How did you reach out to them initially? So Hero um, reached out to um, the owner of the Koopa branch here, and so they got to talking, and um, before Viral Space, their Instagram feed was mainly them generating generating content, so we were really able to show them, like, you know, we, we can get you a bunch of um, really authentic content that, like, your custo- your own customers will submit to Viral Space, and so they were really sold on the idea, and when we finally ended the challenge and showed them all the content, they were really, really happy, and um, they were also talking about doing another challenge in the future, so we really hope to continue working with them. Mm. And what other businesses have you thought about reaching out to beyond Koopa? Yeah, so we have a couple in the pipeline. Um, nothing that is set in stone yet, but some companies that we're looking at are the pill club and um we did speak to instacart uh smyota is another startup in pleasanton that we're talking talking to okay awesome and this is just a question like as a team you know like i know for startups right it's really important that you like set out different milestones and that you keep yourself on track because the growth is intense and you want to make sure you keep up with that so what is y'all's strategy in terms of figuring out what milestones to set and when to set those milestones Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's a a marketplace. So you have a lot of different goals, like creator growth, um, business growth, and then also just building up features within the marketplace. So I think in the past few months, we've been really, really focusing on that creator growth. And that's been awesome. We've seen 75% growth week on week in terms of um, signups, and then 100% growth week on week in terms of submissions. So that's been great. I think going forward, we're going to try to continue that energy, but also build out some more features around how creators can engage with brands, um, and then also look to build. Um, more businesses in the pipeline. Mm. And I know you're the technical lead, right, Apoorva? So 
how do you set technical milestones in collaboration with those business milestones? Yeah, definitely. So because we're growing so fast, a lot of times it changes um, from week to week even. So when we talk about um, like every week, depending on how the past week's challenges go, Mm. we will try to reassess if the priorities of the technical um, milestones that we have need to be changed. So for example, last week, um, we were really trying to brainstorm on how to get creators on board. And initially we had, or sorry, brands on board. And so initially we had a bunch of milestones set on uh, different features that will help creators and like try to get more creators on board. But we got to talking and we think that it's really time that we start to prioritize the brands right now. So some of those brand features that we plan to launch in the next few weeks, um, we kind of put as higher priority. So it's kind of fluid right now since we're still like, Technically, we're still in beta. We're still trying out, like, what is going to work. Mm-hmm. So it changes a lot. Yeah, basically, we're experimenting with something different every week. So yeah. we run about three <laughs> challenges per week, and in each of those, we're doing something different. So maybe looking at a different market, whether it's, like, fashion or food. Um, for example, last week, we tried out a time-limited challenge where it was mm-hmm. only 12 hours to try to tap into some of that, like, really high engagement that things like HQ Trivia get. So it's just always changing, and it's always a fluid discussion whenever we meet. Yeah. Awesome. It's very exciting. We yeah, never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, do you think there's anything that sort of prepares you for that unpredictability of startup life? That's a really good question. I would say my major, which is product design, is all about ambiguity. So pretty much all of our classes are about talking to users, finding needs, like being willing to pivot quite often. So for me, I love being in ambiguous situations, especially mm-hmm. when I feel like there's so much opportunity like there is here. But I don't know if you think there are other specific resources. So I think the research, like, so I'm part of the Stanford Vision Lab. And I think, like, the two years that I've been doing research there, I've kind of learned that, um, like, a lot of times what you think is going to work is not going to work. And so you end up having to pivot and be creative and try different strategies. So I guess um, the fluid mindset that you learn when you do research can definitely be applied to startup um, like how startups work hmm. as well. Absolutely. It's like yeah. frame of thinking. Right. I think another thing that's helped is having three other awesome team members who are there to like bounce ideas off and we create yeah. our own structure within ourselves. And definitely. then also having really great mentors and structured programs like the accelerator that we're in have really helped push us along. Yeah. I want to talk about that actually. So that accelerator is Village Global, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So when did you guys get f- like funding from them and how did you end up getting in touch with those people? Yeah, so um, we heard from them, I think, over winter break, actually, so at the beginning of the year, and we were really, really excited. Um, I think Hero met with Anne Duane um, from Village Global uh, through a connection, um, and they got to talking, and I think Anne really was uh, interested in the um, in, in the market, uh, marketplace idea that we were trying to pursue, and um, yeah, and then so after a talk, after Anne and Hero talked, I talked with Anne for a quick call and uh, we were able to get into the program. That's awesome. And how has that accelerator program pro- like provided help to you guys? Yeah, it's been very, very helpful. Like um, 
Anne and Eric uh, have been really helpful in terms of trying to um, guide us in the right direction whenever we have questions. And the entire cohort is also very collaborative and tries to help each other. And so it's um, we know that there's always a place where we can ask questions and people are always willing to help. Yeah. They also provided us with a connection to a great mentor named Chris Ye. Yes. He's the co-author of Blitzscaling with Reed Hoffman. Mm. We meet with him every week and he just has so much experience in the startup world. So that's been great. I also think they've had a lot of really interesting one-off workshops. So I attended a growth marketing workshop with Asher Abramson from the Bell Curve, and he was just incredible. I think we felt like we were in a rut marketing-wise for a bit, and he just completely kick-started that, and we've seen wow. amazing results. That's so awesome. Yeah, everything from the That's network really to the office hours where we get to meet other founders to these workshops has been incredible. Awesome. And so right now, in terms of fundraising, you guys are raising your seed round, right? Yeah. What's that been like? So I think Hero's actually been taking the lead um, on that. Uh, we hear updates from him, and I think it's a lot of trying to market ourselves um, well and uh, try to get the point across, because I think what we're doing is very different, and there's and we really don't have any direct competitors. Everyone is kind of tangentially doing something similar. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard to um, put what we're doing in words. Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, you guys are an influencer marketplace exactly. or you guys are a contest platform, but we're neither of those. Um, so I think it's been pretty good so far. We've attended a lot of pitch events as a team, and then Hero's also been doing a lot of one-off calls with some seed investors. Um, and then we also, of course, have the Village Money and then recently got into the Lightspeed Summer Program. So Amazing, that's congrats. been some additional yeah. funding. Yeah, thank you. So things have been going well, and I guess we're just trying to close it out in the next month or so. So if you could pick two or three things you've learned in your experience with Biospace, what would those two or three things be? So I think one thing that I've learned is the power of um, having a strong foundation. So, um, you know, I've never done anything, uh, I've never put anything in production where like people in the public would use. And so that process of getting the beta out and launched was very, very insightful for me. Like I learned so much about different things that had to come together to do that. And as well as like making sure that everything was clean from the start, because once you start building off of it, if things aren't clean, it's just going to take exponentially amount of time to actually make changes. Mm -hmm. So that's been really insightful for me. And also, I've like never done anything business related or marketing related or anything. So just working with my team, I've learned so much off of them as well. I totally agree with that. Getting to work with Ashwini and Apoorva on all the technical things have been really great. So I'm often working in a design context, kind of in a silo with other design people. But I'll present a feature like, oh, what if we redesign the, the homepage to have these pictures formatted in this way? And then Ashwini or Apoorva will immediately be able to say, oh, well, that'll cause huge latency issues. Why don't we redesign it to look like this? So that's been a really cool dynamic. Um, I also think just seeing the power of just getting something out there and iterating with users has been really great. So just the way that we're able to rapidly change things every week um, and get Definitely. really quick feedback, it's been really incredible. And we've had some major power users that have been submitting every week, like replying to our Instagram DMs, like staying in conversation awesome. with us. So mm. it's been a lot of fun. So now I'm going to move on to the fire round, which is sort of the last round of questions where I fire <laughs> you guys. Uh, a couple quick questions, and I want each of you guys to answer them really quickly. Uh, so first off, uh, most memorable experience at Stanford so far? 
Okay. Um, so I guess for me, it's when I, it's a, actually, it's probably yesterday, I attended the HAI symposium. And I think the speakers there were amazing. The event itself was put together so well. And in my mind, I was thinking like, only at Stanford can you pull off an event where there's such distinguished people coming and talking and the um, everyone in the uh, symposium was just so enlightening and asked really good questions. Mm -hmm. I have two that are both related to viral space. So um, I think one of them was the first office hours that I got to attend with the team. It was really great just to see all these other founders and all the energy. I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial at Stanford, so it felt so real there. And the other one was actually um, getting to pitch at the Bases Challenge. Was it so this year? This, this year, year, yeah. Wow. So we just did it a few weeks ago. And yeah. this was really huge for me because I've been a part of Bases since I was a freshman and I ran the marketing for Challenge every year. Mm -hmm. uh, so getting to be on the other side was really exciting and it sort of felt like my Stanford experience has come full circle. Oh yeah, for sure. Second question, favorite class at Stanford and why? I really liked ME216A, which is the need finding class that I took in fall quarter. It's taught by Dave Patnake, and he has a design consulting firm. So basically just pushed us on how to do need finding. I got to spend half the quarter just in the fire station at the edge of campus, like spending four hours a day with these people learning about what makes them tick. And I think those skills can really be applied to anything like in the startup world and in the design world. So that was a really great class for me. I think for me, it was probably a combination of um, my NLP and computer vision classes and Startup Garage. Um, I think those two technical classes really uh, got me, like, was a deep dive into, like, AI and machine learning. And I don't have that much of a background in that before I came here. Mm -hmm. um, and then Startup Garage, obviously, because, uh, like, the I don't think we viral space would be what it is without it. Hmm. What's been your favorite AI class that you've taken here? That's a really hard question. <laughs> um, I think it would still have to be between those two, like the natural language processing class and um, uh, the computer vision class. I think they're very like application focused, which is what I'm really interested in. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I know I can use those skills anywhere now. Mm, absolutely. Closest mentor at Stanford and how you met them. I think for viral space specifically, it's definitely Chris Ye, and we yes. met him through viral. Sorry, we met him through Village Global. <laughs> he has been great on everything from refining our pitch to just pushing us on new ways to grow our creator base. Um, for me personally, one of my closest mentors um, is Elizabeth Douglas. She's the CEO of WikiHow, and I met her through the Stanford Alumni Men Net. Sorry, Stanford Alumni Mentoring Network, um, and I just meet with her about once a quarter. She gives me advice on all these things, including like. If I should join viral space and mm. she really pushed me to do this and I'm really really glad she did so and what are those conversations great. like are they usually like over phone or over dinner yeah we, we usually get coffee at the Koopa Cafe on Ramona Street actually um, and <laughs> shout out to that one <laughs> yeah it's always Koopa Cafe really um and I basically just bring up whatever I'm working on at the time whatever concerns I have and she just has so much more experience so it's been and really really great to get that yeah I, I agree Chris has been um like very instrumental in uh, the way that we've been thinking about viral space. I think actually I just thought of a of a of one of my actual favorite AI classes, and it was CS two thirty six last quarter, the deep generative models class. Okay. It was actually the first quarter it was taught, but I thought it was taught really well, and I've never taken a class like it, so awesome. that was also good. 
But anyway, <laughs> in terms of mentors here, um, I actually work with a PhD student. His name is Ranjay Krishna. Um, he's in Feifei's um, group. And I think um, he's been really uh, important to me in terms of how I approach research. Like, he taught me a lot of things. And um, I often talk to him about viral space or research or anything. Awesome. It's great to hear that, like, you guys have a couple close mentors by your side. Uh, favorite place to do work on campus? This is pretty boring, but my room is great. Um, <laughs> if it's nice, then right outside my room. I, I really <laughs> like a bit of privacy, I think. Um, for group projects, I often go to the D school. I think it's a really great collaborative space. I really like the second floor of Huang, like Terminal It's really Library. specific, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I like sitting by the windows because you can kind of see outside, and especially now that the sun is actually out. Yeah, <laughs> we actually meet a lot in Huang, so okay. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> Favorite activity to de-stress on campus? I like hiking the dish. I feel like it's a nice way to get off campus without really getting off campus. Because right. um, <laughs> it's the Stanford dish. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, I live in an outdoor house, so I'm very into nature and getting out there, so right. anything like that. Nice. I I go to the gym, or I've been lately. I've been trying to learn how to rollerblade, and Stanford's great for that because it's flat. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been seeing a bunch of people rollerblading around, and I'm like, I want to yeah, learn how to do that. I'm definitely not as good as those people <laughs> yet, but hopefully next quarter I can like, you know, do yeah. more. Just thought of another one. I'm also involved in a ballet group here on campus, so that's another big one. That's yeah. awesome. What ba- uh, ballet group is it's it? It's called Cardinal Ballet Company. Okay. Um, it's just a student club, but we put on two performances a year, and it's okay. a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, most impactful summer internship and why? For me, it was probably my sophomore summer. I was at ZX Ventures, which is the venture capital arm of Anheuser-Busch, and they have an accelerator program where you basically get 25K to go run and do any kind of food and beverage startup. So we ended up making a health drink that was really exciting. I got to own a lot of the early um, need finding and uh, some of that product strategy, and then later on did a lot of B2B sales and web design. So that was just an incredible first dive into entrepreneurship. I call it like entrepreneurship on training wheels. <laughs> and I think I've applied a lot of those skills to what I do here at Viral Space now. Um, and that was a ton of fun. I, I, they like pursued it for a little bit after I left even. So, How did you even find out about this accelerator program? Yeah, so now I think they recruit a ton out of Stanford, but at the time they hadn't really. So they reached out through the Bases Network because they were trying to get us to help them market, and I was the marketing person. And at the time I was like, oh, this this seems interesting, but I'm not really interested. Um, and then later on in February, one of my best friends had taken the program, and she had heard a little more, and she was really telling me how great it was. So she referred me back in, and that's how I got in. Got it. I think for me it was my internship last summer at Google. Ever since I was in high school, Google's been my dream company to work at because I think the projects that they do are really, really cool. And so the fact that I finally got to intern there was like a really big deal for me. And um, I was also able to explore some of the fairness efforts that Google's doing. And that's something that's really interested me. Um, And I really hope to, you know, maybe use some of those techniques in viral space to make sure that we're transparent in whatever AI we end up implementing. Mm. Yeah, and like fairness in terms of the artificial intelligence and making sure it doesn't, you know, discriminate based on race or something like that, Yeah, yeah, that's like an example. Got it. What is one piece of advice you give for students on campus who might want to start something? 
I would say that like make sure that you know your priorities. Like it's very very hard. It I think it's great to start um a startup when you're a student because you have um you know you have less risk. Like if things don't work out or something, you're still in school, so it's all fine. But at the same time, you really want to make sure you're putting in enough time to the startup. Like there was times where I'd have so much on my plate, and so this quarter and next quarter, like I've been. You know, cutting back on things I get involved with so that I can spend more time on viral space, and I think that's made a huge difference mm, for me. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's super exciting that we're all graduating soon. Like all four of our team members are final years, so yeah. we'll get a lot more time to work on it in the summer and beyond. Um, other advice: just find a really great team, find yes. a great program like Startup Garage or an accelerator, and then just get something out there. Because I think we've just learned so much from having a product out there and getting to make changes and get feedback every week. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think something else that really sets our team apart is that we have really diverse backgrounds. Like there were a lot of teams in Startup Garage that maybe didn't have um, you know someone to do marketing or someone to do the technical work, and that just stifles your growth because if you need to always send it out to someone else to fix or something. Something, it just slows you down. Mm. So make sure you have a diverse team from the start. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think the division of roles has been really great because we all have our own expertise and that we can all bring something to the discussions. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Where do you see biospace going and what are the next steps for each of you? Yeah, I feel like we touched on this a little bit earlier, but we really see the relationship between brands, creators, and their consumers as really broken. You open Instagram and it's all these targeted <laughs> ads. It's all rearranged so that all the ads come to the top. Mm -hmm. um, so we really think there's a way to create a more genuine connection between um, brands and the people that they want to reach. And we think one of those ways might be through the challenges and the content we generate on viral space. So I think in terms of where it's going for all of us, we're all pretty much not taking full-time jobs at the moment and we're all <laughs> pursuing it over summer and hopefully beyond. So I think it's something that we're all really, really passionate about. Yeah, definitely agree. Like, I think this is what we're doing after we graduate, which is very exciting and kind of scary because usually I ha I know exactly what I'm doing uh, over the summer, like back in the fall. And so, but, but, you know, like being able to work on viral space is super exciting. And I think what we think is going to happen with viral space in the, in the short term, it might totally change to something else that we're not even sure. So we're kind of open to the change. We're going to ride the wave and see what creators want, what brands want, and how we can serve both parties. Awesome. Well, good luck to you both. I'm excited to see where you guys go. Uh, thanks so much for joining me on the couch today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. It was awesome to have Michelle and Aporva on the couch. I can't wait to see where they go with Viral Space. You can check out their website at viralspace.ai. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you've got any feedback, suggestions, questions, or any existential thoughts, write to me at cj98 at stanford.edu. Lastly, wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes, etc., make sure to subscribe. Next week, we've got a great episode. And let me tell you, I could not be more excited. I'll be talking to senior Amanda Calabrese. Make sure to tune in to hear all about her journey of founding Tampro, a startup focused on improving the tampon. I'm Katherine Jang, and you've been listening to The Founder's Couch. See y'all next week!